Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. I just want to pop in here for a second before we get started with the show and just say the Patreon is live. So if you want to go over there and hang out with us on the Patreon, building that community, that's patreon.com backslash uh, conscious environment creation. So patreon.com backslash conscious environment creation. And over there we have promo codes for the bonfire site so you can get a little bit off on your merch, whatever you want to grab over there. But we have behind-the-scenes footage. You guys can vote on different topics. If you want to be the producer level, you can actually just have whatever you want me to make a podcast about within reason, and I will make it. So let's let's hang out together. I can't wait to keep building this community with you. All right, on with the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Conscious Environment Podcast, and this is Say What History. This is a show about some people that you know, some people that you don't know, and some events so crazy it'll make you say, what? <laughs> so today on Say What History, I wanted to just talk about some events that happened in American history where the government tried to step in and do, quote unquote, the right thing, but it always seemed to be the wrong thing for black American, for the black enslaved, for everybody involved. So these are going to be some of the events that happened from our government that weren't the best. Let's start off today with the Dred Scott case. Dred Scott was born enslaved. Scott would find himself moved around the country with various owners in free and enslaver states for years. By the time he took legal action for his freedom, he was married and had two kids. He sued Irene Emerson in April of 1846 based off of two Missouri statutes. One statute allowed for any person of any color to sue for wrongful enslavement, and the other stated that any person taken to a free territory automatically became free and could not be re-enslaved. So it felt like a foregone conclusion that he was going to win this case, right? 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 He lost. He appealed all the way to the Supreme Court, and this is where it gets pretty bad. This would lead to the landmark case Dred Scott v. Stanford. Historians believe that this decision by Supreme Court Justice Robert Taney would lead to the Civil War directly. When he was speaking on black people in the decision, he said they are not included and were not intended to be included under the word citizens in the Constitution. They had no right which the white man was bound to respect. Dred Scott and his family would eventually be freed by their enslaver in 1857. And it wasn't Irene Emerson, it was actually another family member that felt like enslavement was wrong. Ironically, this case would never be overturned. Next, let's talk about the time that the United States actually paid reparations for slavery. Uh, But they paid the enslavers. Uh, Let me get started. On January 16, 1865, German William T. Sherman signed the Special Field Order 15. This set aside land along the southeast coast so that each family should have a plot of not more than 40 acres of tillable ground. 400,000 acres of confiscated Confederate land was entitled to freed enslaved people. Now, this is where we get the concept of 40 acres and a mule. This is basically what he had promised to people. Some would actually receive leftover army mules, which coined that phrase that I was just talking about. After Lincoln's assassination, though, President Johnson basically reversed all of Sherman's orders, giving the land back to former Confederate owners. 
This was a huge setback and the reversal left many blacks with few options but to become sharecroppers, often working for their former enslavers. Like, imagine that. You just got freed, they did a whole war about it, now you have to go back to that person to become a, quote, sharecropper, but you still have so much debt that they don't actually pay you. So it's just slavery with more steps. And to add insult to injury, in 1862, the Compensated Emancipation Act was signed by President Lincoln before he got, you know. This act freed the enslaved, but it also paid the enslavers $300 per enslaved person freed. That's about $8,300 in today's money. So, when it came to slavery, somebody got paid. Since we were just talking about them, let's talk about the Confederacy for a second. Because there's a lot that goes along with the Confederacy where people say that oftentimes that it has nothing to do with enslavement. It had nothing to do with slavery. They were fighting for states' rights. Ask that person what right they were fighting for. Like, a state's right to own slaves. But... I don't even like to argue with people like that because it isn't something that wasn't written down. Because it was a fully formed government for four years, they had a constitution. They had things that they talked about which and what they based their entire country on. They had a cornerstone that the country set on. And this is a famous speech called the Cornerstone Speech, and I'm just going to read an excerpt from it. But this is from the Confederate president at the time. Our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite idea. Its foundations are laid, its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery's subordination to the superior races is natural and normal condition. This our new government is the first in the history of the world based on this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. That's an excerpt from the Cornerstone speech. They said it out loud. The point of the country was to make sure that black people stayed in their place and that was subordination to the superior race. It has always been about white supremacy. Okay, so let's go all the way over to the West Coast. We usually associate the West Coast with being more liberal, bluer, you know, more progressive ideas. But that wasn't always the case, especially when Oregon first joined the Union. Oregon's racial makeup has been shaped by three black exclusionary laws that were in place during much of the region's early history. During the 1840s and 1850s, white settlers generally opposed slavery, but many also opposed living alongside free blacks. Like, I'm not going to enslave you or anything, but can you just, you know, stay over there? So, on June 18, 1844, Oregon's first black exclusionary law states that blacks who tried to settle in Oregon would be publicly whipped every six months until they left the state. What? Let me say that one more time. Blacks who tried to settle in Oregon would be publicly whipped every six months until they left the state. This was a law on the books. Let's keep going. September 21st, 1849, the second law specified that it shall not be lawful for any Negro or mulatto to enter or reside in Oregon. So they got a little bit more clever a few years later and said, okay, we'll stop whipping you guys every six months. We just won't let you through the door. 
Okay, so fast forward a little bit to November 7th, 1857. Now, they're voting on their own Bill of Rights for their state, right? So the voters approved the exclusionary clause incorporated into the Bill of Rights. The clause prohibited blacks from being in the state, owning property, or making contracts. So you couldn't even do business with the state of Oregon. I don't want you here. I don't want to think about you. I don't want to hear about you. I don't want to know about you. Don't even think about us. Oregon was the only free state admitted to the Union with an exclusion clause in its constitution. So every state had to submit their constitution in order to be admitted to the Union. And Oregon was allowed to keep their exclusionary clauses in their constitution and join the Union. The clause was not repealed by voters until 1926. I know, that feels like it was just yesterday, but you want to hear something worse. Other racist language in the state constitution was ultimately removed in 2002. In the 1860 census for Oregon, it reported 128 black people and the total population of 52,465. In 2013, only 2% of Oregon's population was black. Coincidence? No, it's not. It's based off of all the stuff that I just told you. How could you think it was a coincidence? Okay, so to leave you with one last fact about the United States and how our government has continuously and oftentimes made mistakes when it came to the black community or black Americans or black enslaved in general, I want to let you know that it isn't that long ago. Because the 13th Amendment, the amendment that abolished slavery, was officially ratified by the last state in the Union in 2013, and that state was Mississippi. I want you to take that in for a second. Mississippi abolished slavery in 2013, and the vote was not unanimous. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to Say What History here on the Conscious Environment Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are Venmo and Cash App links down below, as well as a link to our brand new Patreon. You can head over there. And if you are also kind of feeling a little bit of something and you want to get a little bit more bang for your buck, you can go over there to Patreon. And if you sign up to become a patron, you get 10% off of our merch store. So if you want to be able to support us in all kinds of ways, especially wearing our shirts down the street, you can do that. If you can't support the show monetarily, please don't worry about that. I really appreciate just a five-star review. A, um, tell, tell your friends, tell your mom. She's going to love this show. It's probably your mother's favorite show. Tell your boyfriend, tell your girlfriend, tell your they friend. It doesn't matter. Just tell somebody because that helps so, so much. Another thing that you can do is on Spotify and Apple Music, if you hit that little download button, it saves it to like a cache on your phone. It doesn't even take up that much room, but... It somehow boosts a lot of what we do on the show. So that works out a lot for us. So, But thank you all so much for tuning in. And I will see you next month for Say What History. Um, but one last thing that I want you to remember. I love you. And drink water. Like right now. Go drink water right now. Okay, bye. <laughs>